0: Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of Energy If You Know You Know, the podcast that provides a platform for the Gen Z workforce to share their unique perspectives, ideas and aspirations as they shape the energy industry's future. Today we have with us Katya Nelson-Kossa. Katya is originally from Mozambique and left to study abroad and get her petroleum engineering degree from the University Technology Petronas or UTP in Malaysia. Katya has a fantastic story that I can't wait for you to hear, hi Katya, and thank you for joining us today.
1: Oh, hello, Saloma. It was, it really is a pleasure to, to join you. And yeah,
0: let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. So, yeah. can you tell us a little bit about your journey? You had an incredible path from Mozambique to France, then to Norway. Can you t- tell us a little bit about that and what motivated you to take that first step out of Mozambique?
1: Yes, you're. Uh, so I was back and was a big studying abroad was always something that I wanted I don't even know why it's just something that was there since I was very young maybe it was a, the idea of trying something different something new but it was something that was always in my mind it was one of the motivators for me to excel in school and have good okay. grades because I thought oh I, at some point I would like to apply for a scholarship but at some point I remember that my father was he was a mechanical engineer but he was working for uh, for the oil and gas company in Mozambique and he went to Malaysia and he mentioned that oh it would have been fun if you could go to I mean it would be fun if you could go to Malaysia to do petroleum engineering so the Malaysia seed was planted I guess at that time oh, okay. but it was nothing it was just something <laughs> that he mentioned and at some point when the opportunity came to apply for a scholarship to study in Malaysia I thought wow okay this is interesting and yeah that's why I decided to take the step but my motivator, I think, was just wanting to try something different. I spent my entire life in Mozambique. My family didn't travel a lot, and but I was always with them. And maybe I just wanted to explore something new and find out who I really was. Because when you're inside of a bubble, it's so difficult to understand what are things that are your own or just things that are because of the influence of, of the environment that you have around you. So I just wanted to try something new. And yeah, that's what led me to... <laughs> go all over and to try it out in Malaysia
0: and then afterwards France and now Norway. Yeah. That's very bold of you because that's that's a difficult step usually especially if you're very close to your family it's just that one step to leave. So that's very bold of you to do. Um how was your experience in Malaysia?
1: My experience in Malaysia was one of the best I could ever had. It was so good. Just like I, I mentioned before, because I, I finally understood who I was, I went through a period of uh, doubting the decision that I had made. Uh, I had I went there to do petroleum engineering, and I was I was not so sure about what I wanted. If it, that was really what I wanted. But after some time, I really managed to find myself and to understand what I liked, what I disliked, have an idea of what I would like to do in the future, and yeah, I really, it's it was really eye-opening just to understand who I was, but also to explore something new because my Malaysia is so different from Mozambique in terms of culture, in terms of religion, in terms of there are so many aspects of it that are so different. And I really got to learn meeting people from different parts of the world, meeting friends that now I know that I'm going to take to live for life. And it was, it was just amazing, really, really amazing. Exploring the world as well. I now have an idea of how Asia is like. I had a chance to travel around Asia and to... Just understanding the mindset of that 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 country, I, I got to see how the energy business was more or less in Malaysia, and yeah, it was it was it was really really amazing. <laughs> I really enjoyed it.
0: So you say you'd say it was like a starting point to sh- kind of shape who Katya was outside of home. Um,
1: yes, yes. Finally, understanding who I am.
0: <laughs> great, great. Yeah. Um, and um, I remember you mentioning to me that petroleum engineering was not your first choice and that's what you went to school for. It was actually your third choice you wanted. You were interested in mechanical engineering because you were more hands-on, right? Um, How did you overcome the times of demotivation and feeling disconnected with the coursework that you were working on, and how did you push through those moments, and what led you to continuing that path? Yeah, that was a really hard time. (laughs) It's, it's
1: really difficult when you face a time and you start to doubt your decisions and your choices. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, what if this was not what I really should be doing or something like that. But first of all, talking to friends and opening up about my, my, my concerns at that time. I remember that I told this to my friends and they were so sad for me, <laughs> but yeah, just opening up that. and having people to support me, that was really uh, like motivating but after a while, I just had to keep going and just, first of all, I had to tell myself that I am already made this decision. Let me just think of what I can benefit from in this experience. And afterwards, I think it was just in my third year when I was finally applying for internships and, okay, I would have to do an internship. I had to look for companies and so on. And at that time, I was just someone who was studying petroleum engineering. And maybe that was one of the things that made me feel so dis- not disappointed with my choice. It's just that... Yeah, it was just the name, Petroleum Engineering, but that was it. And after a while, when I was looking for internships, that's when I I came across Equinor. And I have to talk about Equinor because that was a big changing factor in my my journey. When I found out about the company and I started to see that, okay, this is not just about Petroleum Engineering. This is not just about oil and gas. This is about energy. And it's something that is much bigger and much greater than just, uh, okay, the title that I would have it's energy and it's something that is a huge topic all around the world it's a huge topic in Mozambique as well so it gave me a sense of purpose and I started to realize okay yeah then maybe I can see a purpose in this I can see something that I can actually make a difference in some way and I think that was okay when I started to think okay maybe there are Places where I would like to be, where I will feel happy, and I'll be glad to be there because I will feel like I'm, I'm really making an impact. I'm really making, bringing some change. I'm really doing something that impacts really the world in some way. So I, I guess that's when I felt, okay, this is, this was a good choice. Okay. <laughs> this was a good choice, and it's actually relevant, and it's, yeah, it's, and in a way, I see people coming after me now. I see my. Uh, my sister, I see friends, people who also want to do something similar because they've they've seen, and so, so that also motivates. And you're like, oh, okay, that people looking at me as, as uh, someone that they can they can be inspired by, and, and so on. So all those small things that were started to be planted when I was in my mm. third year slowly helped me to be more content and glad with the choice that I had made and the steps that I was taking. Okay,
0: so it's yeah. the little, it's the small steps um that's that's awesome the small steps and as well as you mentioned that you found that sense of purpose um in in your work which is which is what everyone seeks so it's good that you found that and that helped you keep going uh you brought up equinor um Mm -hmm. so you're currently working with equinor in norway and your journey eventually led you to Norway because you got a scholarship with them for an internship. And that was kind of your first view of the, the company, the organization and their values and culture. How did that resonate with you? And what made you want to go back and work with Equinor full time? Uh,
1: I think... Uh, what made me want to go back was the fact that what I experienced in the company was what, just reinforced what I already had in mind. So what, as I mentioned, in my third year of bachelor's, I had to look for internships and I was searching for internships in Europe as well. And I applied for Econor. At the time, I didn't know much about the company, I have to confess. But uh, yeah. I applied and I thought, OK, let me let me try. And this was the time I applied for the internship. And for the first time, I, I had applied for a lot of companies. And many times what I got was silence <laughs> and no kind of like no responses from the companies or no kind of color- no kind of color clarifications about things and so on. And at the time, I, I had some doubts about things and I would send them an email and I would get an answer uh, or if they were going to delay something in the process, they would sending emails to inform, oh, the process is still ongoing, we're having some difficulties. And I had information all the time. I remember that it was, this this really stuck to my mind because I still remember it was the end of the year and there was no answer yet. And I sent like uh, a Merry Christmas message and then explained that, oh, the process was taking a little bit more time. This was just before COVID. So now I imagine that maybe that also had to do. And just... That attention and that openness, if I had, I literally had questions and I just sent them an email, after one, two days, I would get an answer. And I thought that was so interesting because many others would not do it. Many other companies wouldn't do it. And when I went for the internship last year, I saw this was such an open environment. I never felt like I couldn't voice out my concerns. I never felt like I, I was forced to do this or that. I had it, I had a say on, in the things that I was, I was doing. I had people supporting me. I remember that I, I'm a reservoir engineer and we do a lot of simulations and so on, but at some point I had to do some progr- uh, programming, write some Python scripts, and I just messaged, I sent a, a message on Slack. I put a, a post there, and people, someone came to me. We spent two or three hours. He, is, he doesn't work. He didn't work with me. He was not one of my close colleagues, but he was just willing to spend three hours with me, helping me figure out what was going on. And I thought this kind of culture and this kind of kind of mentality, where everyone is willing to reach reach a hand and just help and support one another, that was. Lovely, but also the fact that my project initially had nothing to do with uh, CO2 emissions. But I thought that I would like to, in some way, incorpor- incorporate. So basically, my project was about optimization of okay. production, uh, optimization of um, uh, rates, production rates, so that we could reduce. Uh, I mean, increase increase NPV at in the beginning. But then I thought oh, I would like to include include something related to CO2 emissions. And then, oh, my supervisor was completely willing to, <laughs> to, to take that in. And that was so interesting to see that uh, this idea of talking about emissions and so on, that was something that could be within the – day-to-day work, and I thought that was so interesting and so important for me, at least. So all the small things really made me feel, okay, I would really like to go back, and I applied. I was still doing the internship at the time when I applied, and I ended up
0: getting it, and I was so, so happy, and now I'm back. (laughs) Yeah, That's that's great. I'm so happy for you. And you did mention, and, and it seems from your story and your example right now, that Two of your values were inclusivity and transparency, and they were very transparent in the way they replied to your emails, um, very prompt, as well as inclusive and accepting your ideas, um, mm-hmm. open to them, um, and harnessing mm-hmm. them, as well as very helpful and willing to go out of... P- people are willing to go out of their way to help, yes. which, is, which is, are things that you mentioned are valuable to you. So yeah. I see... I see your connection now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, going back a little bit, you wanted to go into mechanical engineering because you are more hands-on. You yeah. like you're a visual learner, you're more hands-on. And now with in your graduate rotation, you are kind of in a research area where that can be that can be quite slow, so it could get boring at times how does Equinor or how does your organization support your desire for balance between the research and the practical work? And what advice would you give to those young professionals who are too afraid to speak out and voice out what it is they want? Because that could be intimidating, especially when they first start and join a big organization. Yeah. Um, so what advice would you give them?
1: Uh, Yeah, and this is a this is a hard one because I think the company that you join is also going to impact it. The people that you work with, because sometimes there is no openness. I mean, there is no possibility to even voice out what you what your your concerns are. But I think my best advice would be to just try it because what the worst you can get is a no. Yeah. And it's really important to voice out your concerns because otherwise you will be stuck in something that you don't necessarily want to be doing or, and that is going to frustrate you. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the best thing to do is to just voice out your concerns. And I think it's just do it in a respectful way. Mm-hmm. Just say, oh, I I, I mean, I, uh, going back to the fact that I'm now more on research, I would call it. It's a bit slow paced, but I, I'm thankful that I started that way because for the first months as a It's my first working experience. So I think this was a good start for me. So maybe it's good for us to, okay, just try it out and see if it works for you. But if it doesn't, just really open up and say, okay, I appreciate this, but uh, I would really like to try something different. And if possible, they will try to create ways for you to, to experience some other things to explore some other things or maybe they will let you know okay why is it that you need to be here right now why did we think this would be a good fit for you and you may end up seeing things in a different perspective and in the end maybe you will end up liking it so it's always good to have that conversation because you get to expose your your perspective of things but you also get to hear from the other side and you see, okay why are they putting me in this in this position so I think that's great you will always always benefit from that kind of conversation.
0: That's a good point. I've never thought of it that way. But that's a very good point. Thinking of why they put you in that position. And that might shift your perspective because it is a lot of times that um, more experienced people see things in ourselves that we don't see um, or know that the outcomes from this experience will help us and develop certain skills. So it's always important to have that two way conversation for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. They may be aware of some learning opportunities that you don't you're not aware of. So if you talk about it, you get to see that and you hear about those things as well. So it's it's always great, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it seems like you've learned to slow down and (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, taking this position. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) That's good. Um, You mentioned emissions being exciting you and sustainability exciting you. So how do you see that the energy industry during a period of significant transition how do you see its impact on your home country? And would you ever like to go back and contribute to that, to Mozambique? Definitely. And I, I think this is a huge challenge because,
1: and I say this not as someone who is very aware of what's happening, because I have to be honest, yeah. for the last seven years, I've not been in Mozambique, I've not yeah. been involved a lot. But just from what I see in conversation with people who are already there, it is a conversation that is starting sustainability and energy transition. Yes, we are aware of it, but how are we going to put the theory into practice? And we also have to think of the energy business, something that is relatively new in Mozambique. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course we have, but we have gas reserves. We have, yeah, we are starting to see potential in this. And I think I will talk about this as someone who, As part of the population that I am, I think it's very exciting for us to think that, oh, yes, this is going to be our breakthrough. But then you see the challenges that are also posed with the energy transition because the old ways of doing things no longer work. And then, therefore, you cannot just take what others have done, but we have to think, what, how are we going to do this in a way that is going to be more sustainable? And I think that's a huge challenge, especially when you're thinking of, oh, this is going to be my breakthrough. You don't want to be thinking about, though, because all other things are going to make it more difficult.
0: Yeah. But...
1: And that's not what people want to be thinking about. And I think that's what my experience outside has. That's what I want to gain from working abroad. It's just that how do we make it in a way that is sustainable? How do we make it in a way that, yes, we can benefit uh, financially, economically, but we also do it in a way where we are not ha- causing much harm as it was done in the past? Yeah, we don't want to re- repeat the same mistakes that were done in the past. So how do we do it? And I, definitely, I would really like to go back to Mozambique and to some somehow contribute positively I would definitely like to do it yeah I don't know how to do it yet it's something that I've been trying to look at even just uh, I don't know I want to find a way to connect with the the companies in Mozambique Mozambique, to connect with the people who are working and just trying to think of how do we not change the mentality but how do we all come together in such a way that we can tackle the challenges but you know in the same at the same time benefit from the resources that we have yeah
0: Okay. So you're wanting to, with your experience abroad, you're wanting to gain as much skills as you can, yeah. both soft skills, and we'll get to that in a bit, both soft skills and technical skills to go give back, it yes, seems definitely. like, which yeah, is yeah. which is amazing. Definitely, yeah. Great, great. Um, so I guess... Again, this brings me to another uh, question I'd like to ask you is living in diverse places, Malaysia, France, uh, and now Norway, how have they impacted Katya as a person and your perspectives on the way you approach work and the way you approach people and the way you approach um, people who need help? to Mm. people who are contacting you young professionals who are contacting you that need help how have those experiences shaped who katya is today i would say that uh now i was i would
1: I, i like to use the word the word square i think i was just a bit square in the sense that i didn't know much about many things i still don't know much about many things as well but uh I just knew my environment. I just knew Mozambique. Not even Mozambique. I just knew what I was used to. And getting outside showed me that people work in different ways. Mm -hmm. And, uh, for example, in Malaysia, there were many holidays. And people were always very excited about holidays. And in Mozambique, I think people are working, working, working. Yes, we enjoy the holidays, but we work long hours and work, work, work. And just getting to see all these different mindsets in France also was a bit of like, I've never worked in France, but I was just always told that, yeah, the working culture is like really put all the effort that you can do, 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 do. And then you come to Norway and it's something a bit different. And it's just, it's good to see that different places do things in different ways and they can all work for the, for the people. And that you don't, there is no one recipe that fit that that suits all,
0: mm-hmm. and I think that's
1: great. And you, when you, I, it also impacts my day-to-day uh, work because it's so easy. I, it's I am a very structured, organized person. <laughs> I am the person of uh, spreadsheets. I have a spreadsheet where, I'll, where I put all my expenses for the month. I have a, I had a spreadsheet when I was applying for 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 jobs last year where I put all the. Comp- I am a very structured person. But um, this also taught me that different ways of working work. <laughs> like,
0: okay. They do.
1: And this in, in, uh, impacts the way when I go to work, I know that my colleagues are not necessarily going to do things the same way that I do, but that's completely fine. We can all benefit from it. We can all benefit from the small differences that we have. And we just take the benefits from that, that type, that way of working, this type, this way of working, and like, we can all gain from that. And I think that that's very good because i know that at times i can be very stressed because think people are not doing the things the way that i should i think they should be done but I, i'm slowly learning that it's okay it's fine it, it we can all succeed in that way if we can take the advantages of the different uh styles of working so i think being exposed to different cultures working cultures as well has has uh, taught me that
0: and something that maybe otherwise i would have taken more time to learn i guess I think so too and Katya, I already see a magnificent quality of a leader in you um <laughs> uh, like seriously magnificent that's amazing um okay. which also I I you're honing on these are skills leadership skills that you are working on through the young leaders program yeah. so uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that program that you joined this is outside well like an extracurricular that you do um yeah to help develop your leadership skills. And what it, what is it you want to learn and gain from this experience?
1: Uh, so basically this is a program where there are a couple of us from different uh, companies around U- uh, Nori. All, all of us are from energy companies. And we have a couple of sessions where we explore different things. For example, last time we met, we were talking about presentation skills. Mm-hmm. And as a leader, I think it's important for one to be able to communicate well. And how do you learn to communicate? And many times you think that it's just there is a formula. You follow this and you you will communicate in a way that is effective. But we got to learn that different people have different styles. And you just have to take the small tips or tricks, and then um, feed them to your personality, your way of speaking, and so on. So I think this is a program just for us to, to explore different aspects of leadership and to improve in that. And also for networking as well, we will. Ha- I think we'll have the chance to join the ONS 2024 next year in, in Norway, which is another networking opportunity. And we also hear from many companies in the energy uh, industry, so that's a huge awesome. plus for me. Yeah. yeah. So, but what I want to gain from this is just to understand how, especially in the energy business, because this is a dynamic environment and a challenging one. I mean, I think I. I don't think I understand now the challenges that come with the. the in that uh, part of the energy industry and this is first an, an opportunity to be exposed to that and to hear from other young leaders who are who, or people who want to be leaders in the future and just learning from them but also understanding how can I be a better leader how I'm an introvert I am someone okay. who I have I'm an introvert I don't like to speak in public many times okay. it gives me a bit of an anxiety but just how do we take these things that otherwise would I would look at as something that is not, is negative, and then use it to my benefit and to impact the world in some way. As I, as I mentioned to you, I would like to go back to Mozambique, but going back to Mozambique in such a way that I can empower others to, I, I may have the technical, I may have gained the technical, technical knowledge at that time, but I want to empower others as well to be able to also make an impact in the country. So I, I, I hope that, this program is also able to give me some small tips on how how do I do that? How do I empower empower others to to make an impact, to make change, and to to deal with this changing and challenging uh, industry. So, I, I hope in the end we can, we can gain from that. But I know that I will also learn many other things that I haven't not even thought about yet.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Everything you you just started your career and everything you're doing now, you are thinking of. Down, down, down the line. And as a young professional, sometimes people are just going with the flow and just are thinking the next two years or the next five years. What instilled this passion for you to grow so effectively right now for that far down the line in the future?
1: I I,
0: I honestly
1: don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I think it's just What's I really that want... Passion?
0: Is it a passion really, for helping others? Is it a passion for giving
1: back? I I would say that yes, I would like to give back, but it's also the fact that I know that for me to get here, and I know that for some people, it may be, you're not that far. It's just you just started your career, but this is a lot for me at, already. Yeah, I was in Mozambique, I was in Maputo, and I I just never thought that at one day I would be working in Norway in a huge uh, energy company. I never thought of this would be my reality, and I only had these opportunities because information was available because I could I had scholarships and all of those things and I thought I always think that I want to help others because I know that there are many other people who would like to to, to to be in this place in this right now where I am right now and I I want to at least help someone else pave that way as well and it it can be by sharing information it can be by I don't know posting something that someone else is going to read and be like oh okay this is something that I can also do and it's just the fact that I, I I am very not I would, I would not use the word passionate because I think passionate you would be, do more. But I, I really no, don't underestimate do what passion
0: is. <laughs> passion is something that is as much as you can do. It's up to yeah. your limits. It's, it's, pers- it's personal. So you can use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but
1: I just want to somehow help those who will come after me because I think we don't lose anything by doing that. Absolutely. I don't lose anything when someone else is able to take a step further. I'm just gaining, especially. I, I have a big passion for people in my in Mozambique, in my own country. Because, yeah, I would like to see others succeed as well. So I'm just motivated by the the fact that okay, maybe will someone else will come and be as happy as I am today, as glad and content as I am today. So, hopefully, I can help someone else be that way. Yeah.
0: You want to duplicate the happiness <laughs> and the gratitude that you have now. Yeah, and yeah. and you soaking in every ounce of opportunity that you have in norway and that is just amazing yeah thank you thank you great katya if you could go back and give your younger self some advice what advice would you give yourself oh wow i would say wow this is
1: a really good one (laughs) what advice would (laughs) i give myself
0: I would say, what do you need to hear today? What is advice that you need you need to hear today? I think I I just need to remind myself that
1: everything is going to be (laughs) alright. Sometimes, because as I said, I am very structured, and the moment something goes out of the line, I can be a bit desperate. (laughs) But thank God, I'm. I'm working on that and it's something okay. that I'm improving. But it's just maybe that would be the advice. It's just don't don't be don't get desperate. It's everything is going to be fine. Because when I when I look back at moments when I thought that things were really bad, I overcame. So thank God that happened. Okay. Because in some way I learned, in some way I grew, in some way I like I gained something from that situation as well. So mm-hmm. like it's okay. Everything is going to be fine in the end. So no need to be stressed about it. And yeah, this is a journey that I, I, I need to go through. So just just calm down, relax and believe that yeah, everything, that everything is going to be fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. And I mean if Katya though five years ago, the one that didn't want to do petroleum engineering was looking at me right now, she'd be like, Oh, okay, this is good. Okay.
0: <laughs> this is good. So yeah, just just chill and enjoy enjoy the journey. Yeah. Is that advice that you'd give to young professionals now? Just yes. enjoy the journey definitely definitely enjoy the journey because yeah
1: we there's always something to to get from that journey and even if in the end the outcome is not necessarily what you have what you had in mind before but there will be something else there and if you in the end you decide this is not for you it's fine you can take another route it's completely fine don't feel forced to to, to continue with that you can find another route and it's it's absolutely fine just enjoy the journey and see okay what can i gain from this what can i benefit from here
0: so yeah enjoy it enjoy it yeah i agree with that so as you wrap up katya what final thoughts or messages do you have for the energy if you know you know audience especially those who might be in their early career and exploring opportunities in the energy sector
1: I was I think I would go back to the one thing that um made my mind change is that understand what's the purpose why, why do you what's want to the be there mm-hmm. yeah understand what's the purpose if you can find purpose in that then it's going to be I I will not even use the word easier but it's going to be more fulfilling
0: mm-hmm. and
1: when the difficulties come and I think this is for anyone who's in the energy industry or anywhere else is just that if you know that there is a purpose there is a reason why you are taking that route then when the difficulties come it, you will remember the purpose and it's going to be okay it's fine it's fine because i know where i'm going i know i know why i'm here so it's fine it's fine it's going to be fine yeah so just remember the purpose and yeah just and enjoy it enjoy the ride I really enjoyed the, the journey yeah
0: I agree with that. Remembering the purpose and having a purpose overcomes any difficulties and any hurdles. Yeah. Enjoying the ride is difficult. That is something <laughs> that we always need to remind ourselves. But absolutely agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Katya. We are down to our rapid fire questions. So in this in this part, I'm gonna ask you five questions in this or that format. So you're gonna reply this or that. Okay. And feel free to elaborate on any question um, if or any answer you'd like. Okay, right? perfect. Yeah. All right. So which country's cultural diversity had a more significant impact on your personal growth during your studies, Malaysia or France? Malaysia, 100% Malaysia. I think it's because it was the start and
1: I had people from
0: all over around me. Mm. So it was definitely Malaysia. Yeah. Okay. If you had the chance to go back, would you still choose petroleum engineering or opt for mechanical engineering? Ooh, that's a good one. I think I would still go
1: for petroleum engineering, but I have a, I just have this, i think that even if i had uh, opted for mechanical engineering probably i would have ended up in the energy
0: <laughs> industry <city> anyway so <laughs> i would have ended up here <laughs> okay so you are following your purpose you are following yeah. Yeah. yeah okay yeah would you describe yourself as a dreamer who envisions big goals or a realist who navigates through practical challenges
1: oh i am both I'm very practical uh, all. Every time I did all those personality tests, <laughs> I, I, I am very practical, but I also I'm very practical, but I also have big dreams. So there is that
0: match between these two that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Most, I, <laughs> um, which do you think is more crucial in the rapidly evolving energy industry, mastering technical skills or honing in on your soft skills?
1: I think both.
0: Both because, as I said, this is a
1: challenging uh, time. And for example, when I talk about uh, Mozambique, I also think that it's a, I always tell people that it's also something that has to do with a change of mentality. And you can only bring that when you are able to communicate things in a way that are going to resonate with the people that you're talking to. Yeah. So yes, the technical skills are necessary, but you also need some soft skills in, in, in such a way that you can communicate what needs to be done and how things can be done. So both, definitely. Yeah.
0: Okay. When envisioning your future leadership role, is leaving a lasting legacy more important to you or making significant impact in the present? Making significant impact, definitely.
1: In the present. In the present
0: right now, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I agree with that. I think that was an interesting question. And I believe that making a significant impact in the present paves the way to having a long legacy.
1: Yes. Because it doesn't necessarily have to be done by me. But if someone else does, that's it. (laughs) There you you go. You reach the
0: goal. Yeah. Yeah, That's that that ripple effect. Yes. That's that ripple effect. Well, Katya, that is all I have for you today this thank was an you. absolute pleasure i know that you've been a bit stressed uh, <laughs> so thank you for joining this call thank you for joining energy if you know you know uh, i appreciate it i appreciate your time and you telling us your story no i really appreciate your time and the fact that you really made this
1: a uh, comfortable space to be <laughs> and Absolutely. i really really appreciate what you yeah
0: all right well will see you on the next one thank you katya